Today is joy to the world and joy to you, part two. Here we go. So we covered last week that joy is now possible because Jesus has come. That's the the basic summary of of, of last week. We know, and and I never really want to sugarcoat it from the pulpit, you know, um, that life is just uh, high, pie in the sky, everything's fine. Days days can be very difficult uh, in our lives, uh, and it often can seem like joy is impossible. We go through those times or those seasons, but we want to declare through God's word what he's spoken into the world, Jesus coming, what he's done in the world, uh, that joy is now possible because he has come. And also because we know he's coming again to make everything right. That can give us an inner sense of joy, even though everything around us in the world uh, says otherwise. Okay, joy is possible through Jesus. Amen. Our Advent watchword, let's go there is from Luke 2.10. And I, like I said before, uh, we're going to continue to uh, look at this verse, kind of you know, watch this verse. That's where watch word comes. You have to keep watch over it with our eyes so that it can get into our hearts. And so we really want to memorize this verse as a congregation and for each of us personally. Uh, the power of God will come through uh, as we memorize it. So... Let's, uh, let's say our watchword together as a church. Here we go. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. All right. Through Jesus, we have good news of great joy that will cause, that will cause great joy for all. Each person. A lot of times it depends how open we are to that joy. We have to be open. We have to be receptive. Let's go to uh, verse number two of joy to the world. Let's look at that a little bit. Like I said last time, uh, I'm not going to sing the solo, but I'm going to read it. So verse two is joy to the earth. The Savior reigns. Let us our songs employ. While fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains, repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy, repeat, repeat the sounding joy. So right there in verse 1, joy to the earth. Why? Because the Savior reigns. Jesus is our Savior. And no matter how bad things get, the Bible tells us in no uncertain terms that He's in control. Will Will we believe that? Before He ascended into heaven, after His resurrection from the dead, He said... All authority in heaven and on earth was given to him. Not some authority. He said all authority was given to him. 
And I say all of this because for him to be reigning, to have reign, it's not a word we use a lot anymore. And we think about a king that has his reign. Jesus is the king. He has a reign. It means in his reigning, he has control. Okay? That's what it means to reign, to have control. And I want to think about us to think about control for just a little bit. I think too often we are not letting him be God. So we often try to do his job for him by being in control. We do. We kind of say, oh, I, I, don't know, I don't know if you have it, Jesus. <laughs> you know, I think I need to, to be in control. I need to get things worked out down here and in my own life. So honestly, I think that it's when we get too controlling... I'm not going to ask for a, a raise of hands of who's the control freak out there in the church. I'm not going to do that. Okay? We all have those moments probably. You know, a little bit of a control freak. Okay? It's about giving that control over to the one who has rightful control. So it's when we decide to, to kind of do his job and, and be controlling. That, uh, you know, of controlling of our circumstances and of other people around us. That's where it shows up a lot. Trying to be controlling of others, which we can't do. It's when we do this that we add extra burdens on ourselves, on our shoulders, that we were never meant to carry. And here it is. It's one of the greatest inhibitors to experiencing joy. When we do something that's really for God to do and we try to do it, it's not, not going to feel right because we weren't designed to do it. And to take on those burdens of to be in control all the time, the joy, will, it'll be difficult for it to pierce through. So we need to reaffirm today that Jesus reigns. He has the whole world in his hands. He has you and me in his hands. And I know for some to let go of control can be a scary thing. But as we give away the control to various aspects of our life, we begin to one after the other say, Jesus, you can have this. It's yours. As we do that, we will experience a liberating joy. So in this Advent season, I want us To pray like never before for the joy to break through and break into our lives. Even if we've maybe built up some walls, whether it be control or other things. Maybe different anxieties that we have where where we're just not saying, Jesus, I'm just handing it to you. So that's what we want to pray. I want to do something I don't normally do, but I want us to have a a short uh, mid-sermon prayer. And, you know, I think, yes, I'm here talking to you, but something more powerful happens when we talk to God. And so I want to, for a moment, um, I'm going to say a prayer, but I want you to make this your prayer. Make this the prayer of your heart now, okay? And so if you'd bow with me now, thank you. Make this your prayer today. Jesus, you are my Savior. 
and I want you to reign on the throne of my life. I give all the control over to you in all my circumstances and in all of my relationships. I give to you my anxieties and my burdens today, and I pray that you will give me your joy. Amen. Last week we covered uh, from stanza number one of Joy to the World, but let heaven and nature sing. Remember that? Let heaven and nature sing. So heaven is already rejoicing. That's heaven. And nature singing, nature of the earth. God wants us to join in, in the rejoicing, in the praise. And so we are to rejoice as well. I want to look at Psalm 97 verse 1. Talk about how he reigns. It says, the Lord reigns. So let the earth be glad. Someone who has this in his hands here. And then it says, let the distant shores be, or sorry, let the distant shores rejoice. See, the scriptures often speak about the elements of creation praising the creator. And that's what we have here again in Stanza number two of Joy to the World, when it says, while fields and floods, that's where it's coming in, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. God has such a reign that, it, that we hear it through the scriptures again and again, that even the physical elements, and this is mysterious to us, this is, it's kind of figurative we, and, and supernatural, we don't fully understand, but the elements of the earth are saying, God, you made us. We give you praise. You are good. And so, with the rest of creation, we are to repeat the sounding joy. That's that last part of the verse today. Okay? Along with creation, we are to make that choice of faith, to rejoice, to say we will repeat the sounding joy. And so our, our next Point today is what are you repeating? This is something good for us to think about. What are you repeating? Because I'm not so sure that our default mode is to repeat the sounding joy. Just being real. Real with myself, real with you. I don't that that's that's something we need to strive for and move into to repeat the sounding joy. What do we often repeat? We often repeat our concerns, our worries. Huh? Can I get an amen in the congregation? Yeah. Our concerns, our worries, our negative feelings. That's what we often repeat. And we repeat them a lot up here in our minds. And yes, we repeat them a lot through our words. So instead of Speaking these things to others, repeating these things. What if we spoke them to God quicker? Just like we had that prayer. And so, sometimes in, in mid-whatever it is, mid-sermon, mid-sentence, mid-whatever that you're going through, sometimes you just need to have that little prayer to God. 
so that we don't, so we can stop the repeating cycle of negativity and of worry. See, and if we went to God in prayer quicker, not just words to ourselves or words to others, but to Him, I think we would find that our inward joylessness would start to turn into joyfulness. And so don't let what you are repeating steal your joy. Don't let anymore what you've been repeating. And the Lord will show you what that is. I don't know what that is. I know what it might be for me. I think you know what it is for you. Don't let what you've been continuing to repeat steal your joy. I want us to review these scriptures about how important words are. See, words carry a lot of power, more than we know for ourselves and others. A lot of power. And I want to say this with as much respect and sensitivity as I can. But we need to watch our mouths. It's not just for children. Say, hey, young man, you watch your mouth. I think God's saying, with love, He's saying, you need, we all, no matter what our age, need to watch our mouth. I mean, I mean watch the words that we let out. Matthew 12, 36. And this is a strong verse. I remember this from years ago, this verse. When I was younger, I thought about my words, like, okay. And I was like, whoa, this is kind of strong. Uh, but Jesus tells us, says, but I tell you that everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. Every word will have to give account. So again, what kind of words? What are we repeating? Every empty word. I mean, it's empty. It's, it's not of any value. It's not of any good use for anyone to hear. Kind of like if you don't have anything good to say, don't say it at all. That kind of enters in here too. Proverbs 18.21. Let's just get through these here. It says, The tongue has the power of life and death. That's another strong statement. The power of life and death are actually in our words. So how will we use them? And so, will we be people of faith? that repeat the sounding joy. Those are the words of life. Okay? Words that lift up others and not bring others down. The words of, of love and not of discouragement. And so don't dwell so much on what's going wrong right now in your life. Start to dwell on what's going right. There's something that's going right right now. It's kind of the same thing as there's always something to be thankful for. Well, I want to say there's always something to rejoice in. Always. And when you look around the world, you say, you know, when you can't rejoice in the world, choose by faith to rejoice in the Lord. That's where the transfer comes. You look down here and like, wow. But I, you start to raise up your chin. You start to raise up your head. And so, Lord, I can rejoice in you. And that is Philippians 4, verse 4. And here the Apostle Paul, see, he actually is using repeat. He's repeating something here. He's repeating the sounding joy. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. And he repeats. He says, I will say it again. Rejoice. So when you can't rejoice in your bad circumstances... When you can't rejoice in your bad job, when you can't rejoice in your bad health, 
you can still rejoice in the Lord. Because even though those things seem very bad, he is very good. So no matter how dark things get, his goodness always shines through. The goodness of his never-failing love for you. His goodness of his never-ending presence with you. Those things don't go away. His love and his presence, his help, his strength when you are weak, those never end. So when you can't rejoice in anything else, say, I'm going to rejoice in the Lord, for he is good. And his love for me and for everyone never ends. We're going to close up shop here. And uh, our faith assignments this week. A lot of times we ask, what, what can we do with what we've heard? Because uh, faith is a lot like a muscle. You know, it grows when we, when we use it. All right? We actually put it into action. We use that muscle of faith. It grows. And so continue to memorize the Advent watchword. This is going to be a continual faith assignment through Advent towards Christmas. And now this next one is the, the big one I'm going to focus on. Really related to uh, this message this morning. And it's write down and share Three moments of joy. I already asked you from last week uh, through Advent to start writing down on a piece of paper, a journal, whatever it might be. Start writing down any moment of joy that Jesus gives you. Start writing those down. But beyond writing them down, I'm putting in here, share. We've already started to do that today. It was great. Let's do that next week or the week after. We're going to share. Uh, I just say share with family, with friends, or Facebook. Just in any way, get it out there. Share the moments of joy. See, Jesus came to bring us joy. The more we walk with him, the closer we get to him, the more joy we will have. And I want to share another a moment of joy. And I did... Before we close this message today, I did get permission from Graydon to share this. I talked about how his morning hair gave me joy, and I got permission from him. And there it is. Yes, Graydon, there's the hair. Woo! Yeah, that brought me joy. A lot of mornings, I'm like, whoa! I just had to take a picture one day. Thank you for letting me share, Graydon. Uh, not only the hair, but next to the slide is the lights on the square. You know, we have great lights on the Hopetown Square. And really, just taking time to, to drive around. I want to take a picture of the bandstand. Just the great lights uh, brought me joy as well. And lastly, I want to share that we've had many moments of joy uh, this weekend having our Mimi Jane with us from New Jersey, from the church where I pastored and where we lived for seven years before coming here to Hope. Uh, so Mimi Jane, we love you. I'm so glad you're here this weekend. She leaves tomorrow. And many moments of joy this weekend. So uh, I want you, if you want to send me uh, any pictures of moments of joy, um, I think my, on the back of the bulletin is the, my email, PastorAndyKilps at Gmail also, or to Sister Lori in the office, somehow, or text it to us, whatever. I think my number is out there now. If you send us any pictures, I will show it these next two Sundays 
and to say, here's some more moments of joy that we can see together. So send me those pictures. And lastly, continue to be on the lookout for moments of joy. Be on the lookout. Pray for, be open to, and treasure every moment of joy that Jesus gives. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for bringing us together this morning. Lord, already you've helped us, Lord, to make it a more joyful morning, a more joyful day. And Lord, that you'd replace our joylessness that we've had with joyfulness that comes through your love, your never-ending presence with us. We are never alone. Lord, help us to look to you and rejoice in you. Lord, because you are good, even when things around us can look bad. Increase our joy, we pray. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.